It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Doc Rob, Dr. Rob Streisfeld, your host here on Cannabis Radio, your concierge to better living, hoping that you're having a good day wherever you are. You're most likely home today. Yes, we're recording this one during this coronavirus pandemic that's uh, affecting us all. I'm seeing, you know, people from back in the day reach out and say hello, and most of them are asking me medical questions. So um, everyone's a little bit stressed, everyone's a little panicked, but it's always good to connect with friends and people you work with and stay in touch. And, you know, we had planned this interview today before this whole pandemic because, you know, April is a big conference month, lots of events. And a lot of it, as you know, if not all of them, have been uh, rescheduled to postpone. It's really a pleasure to have my friend and uh, cohort in the cannabis industry endeavor, Heidi Knirin. Welcome back on the show today. How are things going up there in Michigan? Hi, Doc Rob. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Um, Michigan, I think, well, I don't know if we're quite like Florida, although I just left Florida early March, um, went to Disney World and flew twice right uh, at the beginning of all, all of this. So my family talked about the concern when we were all going as a group, and no one at the time, this was uh, the very first week of March when I had gone, had masks or, you know, kids were all over the rails and I was thinking about it. And I think I had said a million times to my grandkids or five of them, don't touch the rails, <laughs> don't touch the rails. <laughs> I think we went through all kinds of sanitizer and even all of that at then, you know, it was still early on and just flying and we wore a mask. No one else did. And I could see how this could spread because at that time there were probably people there who had it and we didn't know it, but it's just whether you connect I came home really sick after that, and um, ever, my kids were all going, you should go get tested. My son got sick, mm. too. Out of uh, 12 of us, uh, him and I were the only one that was sick, but my grandson was sick. So I said, this is a cold, and as long as I didn't get a fever, and I didn't, but the yeah. cough was just really bad. And yeah, There's a lot of that going on. We, we were traveling, uh, end of January, we went to the Texas Hemp Conference a THC in, in Dallas, Texas, and I came back with a pretty bad cold. We were wearing uh, masks anyway, not because of coronavirus, just because, I, honestly, I tend to be a, an open mouth breather. So uh, when I'm on a plane and I fall asleep, I, I just want to have a little uh, privacy, I guess you'd say, for my internals. But um, no, it, so they came back. I had a fever, but no one was talking about this coronavirus then. I'm sure that wasn't what I had, but it's something like, you know, everyone's now panicked. The looks we were getting in January wearing masks on a plane compared to where we are going forward. It's a whole different social perspective now. It's pretty crazy. Um, down here in Florida, where I'm at now, uh, you know, I said Disney's closed and all these other facets. Um, but one of the things I found, you know, they're starting to talk about Miami, a stay in shelter order and possibly most of Florida. My biggest thing is, like you said, oh, back then in March, Someone, a couple of people maybe had it at Disney, but it wasn't a major issue. For me, it's what happens if this didn't get identified in now in June and July, you know, how much percentages. And I think that's going to happen even in, in most areas now. I think that people are still going out to supermarkets ca kind of casually, but if the numbers keep climbing, 
then it starts to become more of an isolation, even than we're feeling it is already. So um, it's pretty crazy out there. I hope everyone that's listening is uh, staying safe and, and washing hands a lot. I know there's a lot of free time to listen to podcasts. I appreciate those tuning in and sharing mine. I uh, hope to provide some good insight uh, today. One of the things I want to talk about um, with you, Heidi, is again, obviously we, we were talking about uh, the 420 Canna Expo, this um, awesome conference of education and information in Michigan was scheduled for the, you know, around the 420, 418, 420 weekend in April. That's been rescheduled. What's the uh, set date as it stands today? Obviously, we're all in limbo, but where are we thinking about getting this awesome event back on, back on schedule? So when we looked at rescheduling, of course, we talked to Soaring Eagle and uh, what their policies were. And at that time, they hadn't been, none of this had happened yet. They hadn't been told to close. And uh, they had said at the time that they hadn't planned on it. But again, this was, this happened so fast. Right. Um, within the next day, we were definitely looking at rescheduling. And we, we looked at the date and thought, well, you know, July, four or five you know, months from now, it's, <laughs> going 90 more days out from the actual date should be enough time. But with even that, we're hoping so, right. um, you know, that's what we're hoping for. So we uh, picked the date of seven 11 and uh, we, uh, everyone is still uh, joining us. Our sponsors and exhibitors are all very pleased that uh, we had rescheduled and other events also rescheduling for, you know, July, August. You don't see many in the summer because that's usually when people are uh, on vacation and, uh, you know, children getting out of school yeah. and all of that. So we, uh, we considered all of that, but within consideration of everything that has happened, uh, as long as it's safe to go out at that time and in large crowds, um, I think we'll see a lot of people home this summer and looking forward to getting out and attending, especially because it's free yeah. to attend the exhibits. And we've done that to make sure that everyone can attend. Um, I think that's great. Yeah, I mean, again, it'll be the second year, but the first year was amazing. Great turnout. Um, again, I hope that, and we'll keep everyone, all the listeners updated, those in Michigan and those that want to travel to this awesome event, which is now scheduled for July 11th. Um, but we'll see how it goes. We'll keep in touch. We'll keep you on the show and, and let people know how this is going. Obviously, people are watching the news. We've got some people on the news saying we can be back in uh, in a few weeks into almost normal, which I honestly, as a doctor, don't see how that's possible. Um, but, but, you know, we'll see how this unfolds and maybe hopefully we get this curve thing if everyone stays home. Um, but it is, it is a great event last year. We had a wonderful group of speakers, a lot of great sponsors. Um, my Big Mouth was running there. <laughs> You're back again this year, too. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So, uh, um, we um, also have um, our gold, our silver sponsor from last year, um, Green Farms. Um, Co. is coming back as our gold sponsor this year, and we have Cannabis Attorneys of Michigan returning as a sponsor. Scott Roberts is a sponsor. Many of our exhibitors from last year, you know you were there. It was a great event, yep. and um, we look forward to bringing uh, that this year. Also, last year, um, being at Soaring Eagle, we, you know, really stayed in line with what they wanted and expected from us. And there was no CBD or hemp even allowed on the premises. And this year um, they have allowed that. So you will uh, be able to on site purchase CBD products, uh, hemp products, learn about them all the way from the agriculture to the medical um, benefits of them. Yeah, I do too. 
you know, it's great that they're progressing as well. I mean, the industry as a whole, you know, we talk about right now, Michigan, uh, you've been in this industry. We're going to take a break in a minute and get back to it. I want to talk about some of our listeners who don't know how long you've actually been involved uh, in the in the cannabis movement in Michigan and beyond. And, um, you know, it's just amazing to see how things are are turning. Who knows? By July, they may, the Indians may say, hey, you guys can light up whatever you want yeah. here. You know, yeah. like, who knows? I'm a, I, I, I've been talking about that too. I'm kind of starting this this movement online to say, look, let's just legalize it across the country. Oh, yes. let, let people send it to their friends in the mail legally. Look, I'm maybe, you know, biased here because I can't get to some of my normal spots, you know, in Arizona or Nevada that I can get my resources from. Uh, it's something that I'm like, look, we got to open this up. This is this is an essential uh, medicine, and I think that they should just, you know, let it be free, as they say. But um, that's again a hopeful dreamer here on this line. Maybe staying home too much, but again, we'll see. No, how. I know you want to go to commercial, but I would like to say one of the best things is they allow people to grow at home. What is a dozen plants? It's right. it. In today's day and age, as you can see, things can become so unexpected. For the patients and the caregivers who've been growing for 10 years here in Michigan or over 10 years now, you know, a lot of them have become reliant on that. Will they see one of those checks? No, because they weren't allowed to file taxes. That's a letter from the IRS saying that many years ago that my compassion requested on on behalf of the caregivers and patients. And we were told that, that they couldn't. You know, some things have changed now. There are some laws in place for taxes, but it, it, it is right now something that patients can actually grow their own here so they can sustain at home yeah. and or their caregivers can still sustain at home and help those patients. So That's um, really, really, really important. So yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. We're going to get back into that. I want to talk more about Michigan, what you can do there. Also, some of the other things about My Compassion, that great nonprofit you've been you know, operating for so long. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. This is Doc Rob, your host to Con- you know, Concierge for Better Living at Cannabis Radio. And my guest, Heidi Kneerum. We'll be right back at this short sponsorship message. Don't go anywhere. The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? 
Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, and we are back. Um, Heidi, talking to my friend here, not only a buddy of mine going back several years now, um, but also president executive director of My Compassion, uh, a 501c3 nonprofit out of Michigan that you've been in the leadership of for many years. And, uh, you know, how old, how long has you been doing this now with, the, with My Compassion? It's over, what, a decade or give or take? Yes, we're a decade old. That means I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, remember. Age, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Although I have to tell you, back then, I I had envisioned that we would be further along with the federal government than we are now. Right. Um, my hopes in Obama were there that he was going to be the one to make that change, and when he didn't, I was like, oh man, I don't know. Um, you know, we'll see what Trump's administration does. And, but that's, you know, that is the thing. The states have moved along and we've progressed. Um, we now have a governor and an attorney general who is, is supportive of it, but the industry was also very supportive of them. And we needed that. And so um, here in Michigan, as you may know, it's um, under the executive order that it is an essential uh, business and they have allowed them to stay open. So that is very good to see. Yeah, California. I mean, most of the states that you know see this as part of their now or integrate into their economy, into the, integrate into their everyday business. It's a medicine. You have licensed and registered patients. You know, this is something you can't just say, okay, no, because it's you. And especially when they're making the alcohol. I don't know if they're in Michigan too, but they uh, did. The, the liquor stores <laughs> is essential also. Well, so you can't yeah. really say one versus the other at this point, even though I think that obviously the cannabis, the medical dispensaries are obviously more essential because they are medicine and they're helping some really sick people who've been on this for quite a while now to take that away from them would be criminal and um, inhumane in my opinion. So it's amazing. I mean, I love the grow your own. I mean, we talked about that um, a lot, six to 12 plants. Uh, it's not easy to grow your own. So it's not like everyone's like, Oh, they're going to be, every person's going to have plants in their, in their house. It's not true. But I think that it's really essential. Like right now, as I was joking around before we got on the show that, um, you know, down here, we've planted a bunch of um, herbs, uh, you know, culinary herbs, oregano. We've planted some squash. We've planted some uh, tomatoes, of course. And it's like, why wouldn't we want to, and lettuces and things that we're, we're growing garlic from old garlic. We're, we're doing all these fun stuff that a lot of people are getting into now if they have the environment. Not my friends. We're up those up in New York. It's a little cold outdoors. But, you know, we're talking about why couldn't I grow six or so or 12 plants 
in my house, which I don't, you know, obviously from a legal perspective. Or outside, even better. And, yeah, and, and let's reduce the footprint on all of this. Oh, yeah. I'm saying in Florida, it's yeah. so much easier. People have a little backyard, a little patio. Yeah. Although, boy, it might be pretty. Yeah. It, it, the, the environment is definitely different in Florida. So I'm yes. not sure about how conducive the outdoor would be. But um you know, things grow here like weeds, as they say. So and I, I'm not yeah. saying, you know, it's, I think it could adapt or we find the right genetics. But the bottom line is that I think that it's, um, if, if you're growing six or 12 plants and like, as a caregiver, you know, giving some away or as long as it's not a high volume, if they just sent a limit, like 12 plants or less is legal for everyone to grow your own and anything above that, you got to get a permit and register and, you know, all these other things like normal businesses. I think this would have been, you know, a lot easier, uh, around the country, but I don't have much faith. Obviously, I was disappointed in Obama as well. I don't obviously have faith in Trump unless he feels it's the last ditch Hail Mary to get reelected. Um, and I don't see if Biden gets elected, it's on his agenda anytime Oh, I soon. think, yeah, we're, that uh, would be like going back to Shooty as our attorney general here in Michigan. Right. Like, Biden was, Bernie yeah. did, it's a different story because Bernie says free the, pl- free the plant day after you know that that's a whole different conversation um but you know it, it's pretty crazy but my compassion has been doing education supporting research really on the community level which is at this day and age right now i'm an anthropologist and i always reflect back to that live growing up in a small town in upstate new york where you know we had a business and we, rep- we depended on the neighbors buying from us and we spent money in their businesses and that's how people survived on that local level um Back even before that, my studies, you know, you grow this and we'll grow that in our farm. We'll share and exchange around the neighbors and we'll all live through the winter and we'll be okay. And that was kind of, you know, a necessity back then. We've kind of gone away from that. But this whole experience of uh, this uh, pandemic and, and uh, you know, all this social changing and distancing and self-reliance, um, aside from those people that go and experience a couple of weeks in, in Nevada at Burning Man, many people don't have this reflection of what it is to be kind of on your own a little bit or in your local. You guys have been really focused on the local. I, I want to just affect back that because I know a lot of that started when it wasn't popular 10 years or so before. Uh, you know, no one wanted to even talk about cannabis uh, really. And here you go running around and libraries and community centers and all over the place, just educating people. That's the kind of the grassroots that I want to get you on the show again. Just let people understand is that support my compassion, support other organizations that are doing this on the local grassroots level, because that's always going to be the most impactful, especially when people are sick or people are curious, people have needs. I just want to give you a shout out because it's awesome what you guys have done for all this time. Thank you. You know, it, it came from me. My son walked in the house and said, mom, you need to get off of those pills because I never used to take them, but I had some uh, a, a fall on my knee and some arthroscopic surgery, which was supposed to be pretty simple. But uh, at then they were giving you Vicodins and Narcos like anything, you know, the oh, nurse, yeah. that was the first thing that they would ask then. And if you didn't say yes, they sort of look at you like offended and <laughs> what's wrong oh, yeah. with you. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm, but um, so I went to a meeting and I sat there and went to another, sat there, listened. And all along I realized everything I'm learning and not, you know, a few months went by, I was off my pills I used cannabis before, but never during the day or, or, or in that manner. But I got my card, felt free to do it. I've said this over and over again. And just naturally, the pills went away. So that is, you know, I am a chronic pain patient who was on all those pills where I just began to use cannabis 
more often. And I then am off of those pills, just it hit me and I, my mobility became much better. But what totally caught me were the children, the cancer survivors, yeah. everything we started to learn. I was like, oh my God, this is just incredible. So oh, we have been doing it for 10 years and in going back so many years ago, I look at the billboard that we first put up on I-75 uh -huh. and we were the 13th state. We were really young and things were still very volatile. People were still being arrested and people were afraid. They had so many questions and we put that big, big billboard up there with the cannabis, yeah. you know, our haikus. They ran for several weeks and um, I remember sitting at home on the couch, the night that the billboard, digital billboard lit up and said, oh my God, you know, what if we get arrested or can we even do that? I didn't even think about it. I just wanted everyone to know and what I knew. And it's still, they, it's, we still have a long way to go. So oh, the yeah. best way is um, mycompassion.org. It's the website that's been up for years. We truly uh, try to update as best as we can. And I'm so happy we have... A couple new advisors and we are now able to have um, develop our research advisory board and Professor Gus Rosania from the University of Michigan who I believe you have met a, once or twice with us yeah I think at least once yes he's joined it and nice. um, Connie McLaughlin she's a PharmD a graduate uh, of U of M and she is has joined also and she is rewritten all of our medical conditions in cannabis. So those are um, being added daily right now. So please visit mycompassion.org, look at the conditions, what she has to say. She's very knowledgeable and it's all new reads up current. I told her I want what's current, Connie, right. <laughs> you know, what's happened to date. You know, we posted what was happening when we did these a while ago, but we've learned so much. And so that's one way to learn and get involved. We rely on donations, just like church, schools. Um, you know, that's how we operate. That's how legally we are to operate. You know, we're not a business. And so uh, all donations are, are really appreciated. We also have, which uh, for years I wanted to do, and we finally have uh, seen this come to light, is the Pediatric and Adolescent Medical Cannabis Committee. And That's important for sure. It is. Uh, this came um, about with some women here, uh, three, two, two and myself in Michigan, and Maureen Cern from Illinois, who actually helped or, or was the major person, too, for her daughter uh, to get the laws passed for the schools to allow cannabis actually inside the schools, not even right. where the parents come in. So we have asked our legislators here, our first rule of order was to ask our legislators to please consider a bill that would mirror Illinois so that children here in Michigan can have those same rights. Because currently a parent uh, a child here who uses cannabis or CBD has to park a thousand feet from the school, take the child out no matter what the weather, administer, and then return the child to the school, which is completely unfair. That is and crazy. It, it's just crazy. After yeah. this is, these are the things that after ten years, I'm like, we're we're really, and we're really here, really yeah. having to to ask for legislation on this, well, and, and it's thing. frustrating because yeah. mm -hmm. you know as the, as as the patient centric. My Michigan's first nonprofit many years ago to, to, to see this, 
it's so important that it's so sidestepped for, and, and don't get me wrong, I love the business, I love the growth, but it's just not enough of us are fighting for this and we need your help. <laughs> we really that's, need your help. Well, that's so. what I'm saying. This is about kids, this is about all ages, this is about rights to access natural medicine and to change the way we perceive this. And you know, I think it's great what you guys are doing in My Compassion. And again, I'm glad you were able to share that as well. We're going to take one more break. We're going to come back with Heidi. We're going to wrap up, give you some more information. Um, again, I hope everyone's out there safe and healthy. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after this break. Hey, we got nowhere to go. So don't go anywhere. Be right here. The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. My guests say Razzie Berry. We're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle, get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. I mean, that's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the 2020 Cannabis Caucus Event Series from March 10th through March 26th. Don't miss this exclusive opportunity for NCIA members to network learn about regional issues from influential guest speakers and get the latest news about NCIA's federal policy work and emerging topics. Look for this year's only tour of Cannabis Caucus events coming to Portland, Denver, St. Louis, Detroit, Chicago, Newark, Sacramento, and Los Angeles this March. Stay connected, get informed, and take action to protect our industry and your business. Register now for your complimentary tickets at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, all right. I know you're still there because you couldn't go anywhere. But no, I'm just kidding. Trying to make light of this situation. We're all sitting home. We're trying to lay low and let this storm of uh, this virus pandemic pass us by. But it's nice to connect with friends and 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 just awesome people. And Heidi, you've just been you know doing awesome work for so many years. Like I said, over ten years. You know, leading this nonprofit, educating the community, and and I just tell people just still just getting into it, learning about it. Um, you know, it was interesting for me 
when I was teaching about probiotics and I was trying to, you know, educate the country about probiotics back in uh, you know, 03, you know, I did it for several years. It seemed like everyone was getting it. So after several years later, I'm like, oh, everyone knows this stuff. Everyone knows everything I know already about probiotics. It's been out there for years. And then you come around and meet people and you're like, you have no clue. And I'm like, I'm not mad at you. And it's not your fault, but it's, you realize the job is not done. And whether it be probiotics or any of these health topics, but especially cannabis, even myself, well, you know, again, I, I've been studying this for many, many years. I'm always reading and learning more. I'm always looking for the latest research. I'm obviously looking to do some research. I'm in the process of right now, waiting here back from my lab to send some samples to the lab for testing. Um, my, one of my research projects that I'm super, super excited about that I can't tell any more details about. But this is just something that has to be done. We have to be innovating. We have to be educating. We have to be researching this plant and finding more applications and opportunities. Um, for your friends up in Michigan, anyone up there in a grow your own, I have a USD organic uh, plant food that's for the soil. If anyone wants to try it, I it's amazing. It makes everything that's put in soil grow better. It's all organic. It's clean. I will send you some packets to play with. If you guys send me a message to uh, social media or send a link to my docrob.com or docrob on Twitter, send me your request, DM me, PM me, whatever you want to do, get a hold of me. I'm sending you some packets of Jungle Flora, this amazing product. Um, just give me your information. I'll send some out. As all I want back is some feedback. So, you know, for your grow your own people up there, I want to help you. I got great kits too where you can do it all for months. Um, Heidi, it's awesome to have you on the show. I'm going to keep everyone posted about the 420 Canna Expo. We're going to keep people posted about My Compassion. Please out there, I know everyone's in tough days, but if you got five bucks, send it up to mycompassion.org. It's something that they're going to help some caregiver, help some sick person, help someone get better or learn more about how cannabis can help them feel better. That's really what we're here for. And um, I'm just happy to hear you're doing well and feeling better. And I'm glad you came on today to share some insights, Heidi. Thank you. Um, also, you can go to 420canaexpo.com for any updates yeah. um, on the dates. And um, yeah, and thank you for having me on. It's, you know, it's, I want to go back if we have just one minute to yeah, our uh, plane trip and wearing masks. And you are right. It's not just about the coronavirus because two days before I took my flight, a volunteer who's been with my compassion, a gentleman sent me a message and said, Make sure to wear a mask. I just traveled back. I think it was from North Carolina for his work. And he got influenza and was in the right. hospital for two days. And so I can see how, you know, maybe that needs to be the norm. They're not comfortable. Oh, my goodness. When I had it on, I'm like, I can't breathe. <laughs> I'm claustrophobic anyway. So that right. breath, mm -hmm. after a minute, I got used to it. And um, it, it, especially when you're traveling. Yeah, you know, close proximity, it's protect you, protect the, the person next to you. This is just a matter of responsibility. Again, wash your hands, practice good hygiene. And for those out there, you know, um, you know, don't go out if you don't have to. I've been really saying that a lot. Like, everyone thinks it's casual. But, you know, this is science here, and it's not just a matter of you know, personal opinion or politics. This is just science that the, the, the more you're, we isolate from each other, that we you know, let this virus die, you know, it's not a bad thing. I mean, I, I'm grateful for the pause. You know, 
be grateful, find things. We've cleaned our closets. We're cleaning up the house. We're working on some writing that I need to get done that I haven't had a chance to sit down and do. Don't look at this as a negative. Try to find that silver lining. Be positive about it. You know, find some things and you know, learn some things online. We have so many more opportunities than we did, our, our grandparents did or even our parents did. If this happened you know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, uh, you'd be playing card games and puzzles all day long, and, and that's about it. You know, at least be grateful you have t- you know, the Wi-Fi, the Internet, you have all these online movies. I mean, there's so much stuff that people have to be grateful for. The food supply is strong right now. No panic. And again, I just want everyone to, um, you know, the only thing they can say is, you know, let's slow down on the Puff Puff Pass. You know, that's all well, I, I would definitely. That was something I never did anyway. I couldn't right. understand it, especially when we were in medical groups, you yeah. know, in groups of people who were sick. And, and so I never meant to be a snob, but truly do not. And, and that, you know, my son and I were the only one who got sick. And, yeah. you know, we puff, puff, passed. This was back, you know, yeah. and nobody else did. So it, it just goes to show. So yeah, be very careful with that. I, and don't touch your face. You know, the mask, if anything, <laughs> may not keep it out, but it keeps you from touching your mouth and your nose because yeah. we touch our face all the time and we don't know it. Exactly. Well, again, thank you, Heidi, for the time today. Thank you, everyone at Chemistry, for keeping the lights on and keeping this information going out there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Don't Thank forget you, to shoot Rob. me. A, my pleasure, always. Thanks for talking. And uh, until the next time, wishing everyone all the best in health and happiness. Be well. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.